Are you working on your author career, but struggling to get that first book published? Does the goal of being an author seem too lofty? Or thoughts of having multiple books and making a full-time living are as fantastical as living in Cinderella's castle? Welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where aspiring authors can be heard. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have gotten their foot on the author career path. Hear what they've done to get there and where they want to go now. Settle back. It's time for a bit of inspiration and advice. Come listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. One often overlooked element of training is rest. Imagine a comfortable hammock slung from the branch of your training tree. It can be very challenging to let go of the need to be always doing. Martial artists are often quite driven people, and the idea of taking a day off is weird. My mental hack for this is reframing. As rest is part of training, taking a rest day is, well, training. So it totally counts as a training day, only I'm resting. This goes both ways, though. I can view my physical training as work, because I'm a, I'm a professional martial arts instructor, so on days when I'm overwhelmed with work and really need to get some work done, I should get some training done because that's work. But on days when I'm feeling overworked, I should take some time off work and do something fun, like swinging a sword around. Training for me is either work or play, depending on what framing makes it more likely that I'll do it. This shouldn't work, but it does. Welcome to the inside of my head. Rest is part of training. If you don't rest, you break. We can usefully divide rest into active rest and passive rest. Passive rest is when you chill out on the sofa or go to sleep. Active rest is when you do something different to the exercises that made you tired and the activity helps the rebuilding process. Good examples of active rest include gentle stretching, going for a walk, breathing exercises and deliberate meditation. How you need to rest is entirely dependent on what you are resting from. After walking 35 miles in one day for a charity event in 2018, I did some really gentle stretching and walked about a bit, but the most restorative thing of all was putting with my kids. We had driven past this place that had a putting green, the kids wanted to have a go, I generally detest golf, and the combination of their enthusiasm and the gentle moving around was magic. Recovery from training is a skill. Your body is probably quite good at it already, but as with everything, it can probably be improved. The practices I find most useful are meditation and breathing exercises, as well as stretching. You may also find that certain foods help after certain exercises, a big hit of protein after heavy weights, for example. But every body is different, and so you need to experiment to find what works best for you, what makes you feel recovered. The key thing is to recognise that actively encouraging the recovery process begins with your intention and is expressed through your actions. Deciding that a day spent on the sofa enthusiastically stuffing your face is the thing your body actually needs right now is fine, if it is really what your body needs. Or perhaps you really need to lay off the carbs and go for a long walk in the woods. Your body knows, so ask it. As a swordsman, I am naturally inclined to draw an analogy with how blades are made. First you heat the steel red hot, perhaps 600 degrees centigrade, to make it malleable, then hammer it into shape. This creates the desired crystalline structure in the steel itself. 
Once you've got it as close as you can with the hammer, and the steel has cooled down but is still relatively soft, you grind it to the exact shape you want. Then it's time to heat it up again to quenching heat, perhaps 800 degrees centigrade, then suddenly cool it down by quenching it. This can be done in oil, which produces a flash of flame, or in water, producing billows of steam. This process makes the steel very hard, but also brittle. So then it goes in for the tempering process. Note, not annealing, tempering, thank you very much, which heats it up again, but only a little, perhaps 200 degrees centigrade. You leave it in there for quite a while, and the steel relaxes and loses some of that brittle hardness. So the blade is now hard, but also tough, and ready to be polished and sharpened. Good rest, as part of the training process, has the same place as tempering when forging. It slackens off some of the hardness, making you less brittle and ready to be polished and honed. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe, sometime in the near future, it might be you.